September 16th. Our reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of Galatians, chapter 2, verse 17, and we'll go through chapter 3, verse 9. We'll read about examination in chapter 3. It does us good to examine ourselves to make sure our spiritual experience is valid. Do you have the Spirit living within? If you began in the Spirit, which, by the way, is the only way to begin, are you now trying to continue in the power of the flesh? We can get off track if our communication with the Lord is not uh, continued each day. Like Abraham, were you saved by faith? And are you now, like Abraham, walking by faith? And now let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. September 16th, Galatians chapter 2, verse 17, through chapter 3, verse 9. But what if we, Paul and other believers, seek to be made right with God through faith in Christ, and then find out that we are still sinners? Has Christ led us into sin? Of course not. Rather, I make myself guilty. If I rebuild the old system, I already tore down. For when I tried to keep the law, I realized I could never earn God's approval. So I died to the law, so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ. I myself no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So I live my life in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. I am not one of those who treats the grace of God as meaningless. For if we could be saved by keeping the law, then there was no need for Christ to die. O oh, foolish Galatians! What magician has cast an evil spell on you? For you used to see the meaning of Jesus Christ's death as clearly as though I had shown you a signboard with a picture of Christ dying on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by keeping the law? Of course not, for the Holy Spirit came upon you only after you believed the message you heard about Christ. Have you lost your senses? After starting your Christian lives in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? You have suffered so much for the good news. Surely it was not in vain, was it? Are you now going to just throw it all away? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law of Moses? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. In the same way, Abraham believed God. So God declared him righteous because of his faith. The real children of Abraham, then, are all those who put their faith in God. What's more, the Scriptures looked forward to this time when God would accept the Gentiles, too, on the basis of their faith. God promised this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, All nations will be blessed through you. And so it is. All who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. Their sin is coming on me. He was looking towards the cross. The most vicious expression of divine wrath 
that we find anywhere in Scripture. God was not playing with His Son at Calvary. This was real judgment. This was real fire. This was the fullness of hell itself that came upon Him. And at this point, Jesus is saying, I can't wait to get it over with. I can't wait to cry from the cross. It is finished. It's done. No more. Then he goes on. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on the earth? Well, yes, Jesus. We, We call you the Prince of Peace. We think about peace every Christmas Eve. Peace on earth. Isn't that why you came? To bring peace? Jesus said, no. If you suppose that, it's an improper supposition. He said, I tell you, not at all. It's not my purpose, but rather division. 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 Lord, that's a bad thing to divide people. We thought you came to reconcile everybody and to bring healing everywhere. And now you're telling us you came to bring division? What's he talking about? When the New Testament talks about the appearance of Christ, it uses a little Greek word that is the word krisis. We get the English word crisis from it, but the translation of the word krisis is not crisis, but judgment, division. What Jesus is saying is that all of human history will be divided by me. And he goes on to explain. From now on, there'll be five people in one house. It'll be three against two, two against three, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, father against son, son against father. Not over the abolition of slavery. We're not going to have a civil war, but over me you will be divided. The world will be divided. The most dividing question in the history of the world is the question, what do you do with Jesus? I remember the first week I became a Christian. I came home and I said to my mother, assuming a joyous response would be forthcoming, I said, Mom, guess what? She said, what? I said, I became a Christian this week. She said, what? You've always been a Christian. As if being a Christian meant being an American or something. I said, no, Mom. What I mean is, I've come to know Christ as my Savior. She didn't have a clue what I was talking about at that point. By the grace of God, she came to know. But in the meantime, my sister, my cousins... My uncles and aunts did everything but disown me because I committed my life to Christ. That act cost me more friends than anything in my entire life. And I was shocked how intense the hostility and animosity was toward Christ. You see it out there every day. 
and you see it in here every day. Psalm 60, verses 1 through 12. David and Joab were leading the armies of Israel against two enemies in the north, when a third enemy invaded in the south. When you get one problem solved, another one comes along. It seemed that God had abandoned his people and that the end was near. But David did not run away. Instead, he boldly lifted God's banner of truth and listened for God's word of assurance. The Lord is our banner, and we can trust Him to give the victory. His banner over us is love. Do you know the name David means beloved? God's people are beloved not in themselves, but in Jesus Christ, the Beloved One. In the midst of life's battles, remember that God loves you. God assured David that He was in control of the nations. So David and Joab stepped out by faith and won both battles. When you feel broken, you are still His beloved one. If you believe, you can boldly win the battle. So go ahead, march out under God's banner of truth and love. Psalm 60, verses 1-12 through 12. For the choir director, a psalm of David, useful for teaching, regarding the time David fought Aram, Naharaim, and Aram Zobah, and Joab returned and killed twelve thousand Edomites in the Valley of Salt, to be sung to the tune, Lily of the Testimony. You have rejected us, O God, and broken our defenses. You have been angry with us. Now restore us to your favor. You have shaken our land and split it open. Seal the cracks before it completely collapses. You have been very hard on us, making us drink wine that sent us reeling. But you have raised a banner for those who honor you, a rallying point in the face of attack. Use your strong right arm to save us and rescue your beloved people. God has promised this by His holiness. I will divide up Shechem with joy. I will measure out the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim will produce my warriors, and Judah will produce my kings. Moab will become my lowly servant, and Edom will be my slave. I will shout in triumph over the Philistines. But who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will bring me victory over Edom? Have you rejected us, O God? Will you no longer march with our armies? Oh, please help us against our enemies, for all human help is useless. With God's help, we will do mighty things, for He will trample down our foes. Proverbs 23, verses 15 and 16. My child, how I will rejoice if you become wise. Yes, my heart will thrill when you speak what is right and just. Proverbs 23, 